Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirsty Call. Together we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Do you need help getting unstuck with your writing? Kirsty Call is a therapist-trained life coach who will help you get the drama out of your life and onto the page. Visit kirstencall.com to register for a free consultation today. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com to register today. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kirsty. Have you ever gone spelunking? Um, I have, sort of. I mean, because it wasn't down in the deep caves, but it was about six years ago, and my kids and husband wanted to go spelunking in these, like, above-ground caves up north. And I have a fear of tight and close spaces and of being buried alive, so it wasn't really oh something goodness. I wanted to do. <laughs> um, but I eventually caved Uh. and agreed to go. (laughs) Good for you. So (laughs) I have actually explored many caves, some in Puerto Rico and Mexico and in the U.S. too, because I live Mm -hmm. with a bunch of people who love caves, I guess. And I actually love all of it, water and bats and spiders. Oh my, all (laughs) the creepy things. (laughs) Love them. Well, I'm going to leave you to it. That's where we... (laughs) That's where we differ, my dear. Um, But that's okay because I can just marvel at today's book instead. Caves, written by Nell Cross Beckerman and illustrated by Callan Chalk, is beautifully written and illustrated. So true. We're excited to talk with Nell, Callan, their editor, Katie Height, and art director, Brian LaRosa. Let's get started. And we're going to start with you, Nell. Where did you get the idea for this beautiful book? Um, Well, every summer, my extended family meets in Alligator Point, Florida. It's on the the northern panhandle coast of Florida. And it's a great time for me to reconnect with nature. And I was sitting there wondering what uh, we should do. And I was remembering that there is a cave, a limestone cave about two hours away. And I was wondering if my kids could make that drive. And then I had the realization that They had never been in a cave. And it was so shocking to me because I grew up, my dad took me to limestone caves with the stalactites and stalagmites, and I loved them so much. And I just had a burst of inspiration right there, sitting on a screened porch at our rental house in Florida. And I actually wrote the first draft on my phone right then. Wow. Because um, I just love how accessible and exciting caves are. And so I just was like, oh my gosh, I have to write about this. I love that. Wow. That's great. Well, Katie, what was it about this manuscript that made you want to acquire it? I just fell in love with this immediately. Um, I think Nell's writing is just so absolutely gorgeous. And it touches on everything that I'm looking for in nonfiction, 
where it's very accessible, but you can dig deeper if you want to. Um, and my goal for nonfiction is always kind of to take those little things that kids can be so, so, so interested in and explore them in a deeper way. Um, and what I love about this is just, it's got the dichotomy of you, you can just read the lyrical text, start to finish, and you get this big exploration into caves, or you can dig in deeper and you learn about each individual cave. And it's so accessible. And it also touches on places that you can actually go um, in many cases, which I think is really cool. And I think there's just kind of a call to action at the end that encourages kids to go out and to explore caves in their area or to visit these extraordinary caves that we highlight in the book. Um, so yeah, I just fell in love with the writing immediately and I could just envision how the book was going to look in my head. That's one of the things I think that stood out to us too was that dual kind of, you can read the the initial main text and get a story, but then there's that extra layer in there of the subtext, which was really so fascinating. It's so, so fascinating. you know, engaging and also informative. I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian, what was the illustrator selection process like? Well, I mean, it, it was really was a no brainer offering this book to Kaylin. You know, we needed someone who could bring drama and, and energy to landscapes and his portfolio was just chock full of that. So um, it's stunning. You know, it's a stunning book. It is. It's beautiful. Yeah, all all Kaylin. And, and and you know, Kaylin also has deep experience in in the gaming and animation worlds, but he had never done a picture book before. And that was also something that I thought um was was a plus because you know I thought it might help him to really bring a, f- a fresh eye, fresh perspective to the form of the picture book and really approach it, you know, uh from in from a new angle. Well, I think we're all really glad that you said yes, Kaylin, but can you give us uh, a little bit of a behind the scenes look as to what was it specifically that made you want to work on the project? Um, there's probably a, a good amount of things. I mean, I think when we when we took this on, I think it was during the height of the pandemic. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I was, you know, comfortably working at, at certain studios and just kind of doing things. And then um, when Brian originally came out with, came to me with it, I, I kind of turned him down. I said, you know, probably not for me. I don't think this is, I don't know anything about this. And it's just, I'm very busy with work and freelance and stuff like that. Um, but then he kind of came back and explained more to me and said, you know, I, I think this would be a really good idea. Um, I talked to my wife about it and then she was like, well, you know, it doesn't hurt to have your, your hand in different industries. So she's like, you know, we're not going out anytime soon. We're all at home. You might as well at least try it out once. And if you don't like it, then, you know, you don't do it again. So um, accepted and then tried it out. And then, yeah, had a, had a blast working with Brian and everyone. They were all very, very patient, explaining things, you know, when they <laughs> tell me like, oh, I got a, I got a Kirkus star. I'm like, great. What the heck is that? What does that mean? And, <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! Like, oh, it's like so it's amazing. It's like yeah, it's in this book review, and I'm like, great. I don't know what that is. And like, oh, <laughs> I'm like that's awesome. I don't know what that is either. So, um, a fun roller coaster in terms of just seeing the book come out, seeing my family like see it in a store, and just learning yeah. just all those different things. So overall, it's been a great experience. Brand's been awesome. That's great. So now, as we have already mentioned, we love your words. We love this story and how there's a main narrative text and then also the subtext with the sidebars and the fascinating cave facts. How did you decide on the format? And can you share with us what your writing and researching process was like? Yeah. I mean, 
I worked very hard with a few people on this manuscript. Um, and I, I think I'm just gonna highlight two things about the structure. One was that I originally wanted there to be a refrain after each stanza. And it was what, it was something, I can't remember exactly, but it was something like, um, what will you find if you brave the cave? Um, and, uh, and I presented it at a, a writing conference and I found as I was reading it, I started to mock myself. <laughs> I was like, what will you find if you brave the cave? I was like, that's not a good sign. <laughs> um, so I worked, I actually worked a lot with my agent at the time, Laura Perkins. And, you know, we tried different things and I tried the cave talking to the reader as a refrain. And then we finally decided, you know what? It doesn't need a refrain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, instead, we kind of had a kid-friendly kind of punchy button for when you turn the page, like cannonball or high five. or And that seemed, and Katie seemed to really like that too. And then the other structure thing was how to end it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really struggled with that. And the original ending was kind of comparing a kid's room to a cave. And I was trying to have the idea of what artifacts of your room could tell a story about you, the way that these caves, like with the cave art or the bats or like what kind of story are these caves telling about the earth or, you know, humanity. And so I I worked hard on that and then it just wasn't feeling right. And I collaborated with um, Laura and I think also Katie too. I can't remember at what point but it turned into much more of a call to action. And also then having the this circular repetitive, do you dare in the beginning and then do you dare at the end? Uh, that's what it all kind of felt like. All right, the structure is here. I love that. Yes. So Kaylin, your art is breathtaking as we've been saying, we've been gushing this whole time. <laughs> oh, thank you. It really, it really does feel that. like you are in the cave when you're reading the book. Can you share a little bit about your illustration process for this book? Uh, well, having everyone be so descriptive in terms of it definitely made it a lot easier when 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 reading the manuscript and seeing like oh, like just this specific cave. It was easy to kind of you know research it, and they gave me a lot of um, you know reference images too to kind of draw from. So I mean, a lot of it for me was just kind of just doing these kind of rough. Um, color sketches, showing it to Brian, him giving me feedback. And then, um, and luckily, you know, everyone was really, really nice in terms of like moving stuff around in the manuscript. So like, I didn't have to do that many changes, which was really, really nice. So um, there were times where I'd draw something and then they're like, oh, we can move the text over and stuff like that to kind of accommodate this image that you've made. Um, So yeah, it was actually um, fairly like, not like too crazy, at least, I mean, it's my first book, so I don't know. Um, in terms of working in like animation and games, like there's just so many changes you have to make like all the time. So, um, it was nice to not have to make like too many changes that didn't seem like very unreasonable. They're like, Hey, put someone in here, put someone in there. And I'm like, okay, that's nice. Um, but for the most part, I think Nell and Brian and them, they all had like a lot of reference images for me to kind of draw from. And then at that point, it's just me kind of just figuring out a composition and figuring out how something will, will look in a book. I guess because for me, I'm I'm used to you think about how someone consumes media. Um, for me, I'm usually thinking about how someone consumes it. So that would be on your phone, on a TV screen, or on a movie screen, or you know, on a video game. Um, look, thinking about how the illustration is consumed in terms of a book, how someone flips through it, 
a little bit different, but um, again, like I said, Brian and everyone was, was super helpful and kind of just um, making things a little bit easier for me. Like I kept drawing like people like in the center and they're like, yeah, that's where the book folds. Can't do that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> and it's like in video games, you're always like behind the character. And so you're mm-hmm. thinking about this interactiveness and they're like, just move to the side. And I'm like, Oh, okay. do you use like procreate or, um, I just Photoshop. So a lot of my sketches I'll, I'll just kind of do in my, uh, in my sketchbook and I'll just kind of just draw it out just super, super rough. Um, and then I just kind of just took a weekend, just sat down and just like, Hey, I'll just keep sketching. So, I mean, sketching is a very common thing, especially in animation and games. Like you're just, it's a very iterative process. So, um, me just doing these rough sketches is to kind of get the ideas out get the composition out, then giving me feedback. And then once everything is kind of like set up then I can kind of just put my headphones on and just paint everything and then Love just kind it. of just go at it. So it's amazing. Cause I didn't realize that before when I, you know, read the book a few times. And now that you say, I know that you have the the video game background and you say, when you make video games, you're coming from behind the character. My son's a huge video game person. So this is like totally his faith. I didn't realize that it hurts, but I'm looking through the book again right now. I'm just like, yes, that is the absolute like best way to approach this book because it looks like you are in the cave with these people right in front of you. And I'm just amazed at like the shading and the headlights and just everything you were able to capture with that perspective. It's just really, it's beautiful and brilliant. Um, (laughs) So I think we're all glad that you said yes to your first book and we hope it's not your last. (laughs) What were, what were some of the notes that you had for Kaylin, you know, during the process um, from sketches to final art? I mean, you know, as Kaylin kind of alluded to, like, his work was spectacular straight out of the gate. So it was not an edit-heavy book by any means. I mean, the notes that we had were really minor, as he mentioned, about moving characters out of the gutter and, and really about kind of just taking care with the uh, contrast, with the typography, again, having the reader in mind and really, you know, acknowledging that this is a reading experience and how can we make sure that it's comfortable to read and make sure that the typography is fitting the book correctly and so really, truly a, a light edit book. Uh, his, his work was needed very oh, little that. direction. So That's wonderful. I mean, we adore this book. You probably noticed. <laughs> and we're so glad there's a second book coming out. And we have one last question for each of you. And we are going to start with you, Kaylin. When people read this book, what do you hope they feel or learn? I think if anything, I just hope it makes them just curious about the world around them. Um, I think I wrote that in my, in the, my forward or the the author illustrator's note that um, yeah, for me uh, doing mostly environment and world, world design, you know, in video games and in animation film, um, I try to kind of always be, uh, I guess, conscious of the world around me and what, and what things are, how, you know, trees look, how lighting looks, just building. So I hope it does, you know, make people a little more curious about the world around them. They're on their phones all the time. And I hope it makes them at least, you know, want to go outside and just be curious and just explore things. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully it just makes them I curious. I think it definitely will. Uh, Brian, how about you? Same question. Um, I mean, I guess maybe even more than just convincing someone to take up caving, I would hope that, you know, the reader, the child, the parent feels like they actually did do it by reading the book, that they had that experience through the book. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, Definitely. Katie, how about you? What do you hope they feel or learn? 
Yeah, um, I really hope it's just inspires you to go out and explore the world, much like Kaylin said. It certainly expi- inspired me. I did visit my first wow. cave here. Congratulations! <laughs> I'm very exciting. Um, but I, I think it also helps kind of create this sense of wonder about the world around you. And I think that we get so caught up with what's in our immediate space that sometimes we don't take a step back and think about how beautiful and wonderful the world around us is. Um, so I, I hope it just encourages kids and adults to take that step back and, you know, pay more attention to that. Definitely. I'm sure. Absolutely. It already has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, same question. Well, I echo everyone else and I'll just give a little um practical next steps. I'm putting on my website today or tomorrow, a list of show caves that it, uh, throughout the country. So you can actually go, so go to Nell Cross Beckerman and you will actually see websites for caves you can go visit and you don't need to be physically fit. You don't need special equipment. You don't need anything. You can just go and have your mind blown and have a great time connecting with the people you're with and the earth. A big thank you to Nell, Kaylin, Katie, and Brian for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for caves. Check out the show notes to learn more about Nell and Kaylin. Don't forget, subscribing to the podcast ensures you won't miss an episode. And we would love it if you would leave a review. Thanks for listening and happy Happy looking. Picture Book Look is produced by Kirsty Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.